0: Well, I, I can never resist when this gospel comes up. Take, at least the old translation said, take no traveling bag. I have to tell you a lost luggage story, so forgive me. I, I tell the deacons never go off page. And, you know, I, anyway, uh, there are so many to choose from. I could talk to you about the time we lost somebody's leg. You know, that was a good one. It, believe me, it was a good one. <laughs> You're not going to hear that one, but... Boy, that was funny. Um, we You can really tell how people, what's inside of us, when we get genuinely outraged by something inconvenient. You may notice... In Europe and, and in this in this country this weekend, many people's flights will be canceled, and it, you can't get through to anybody. It's very, very it, that can be a very very difficult thing, and how we treat somebody that's trying to help us can make a big difference on on whether you get helped or not. So I was on the other side of the aisle at one time, but uh, it also is our Lord in some ways uh, will occasionally empty our suitcase, we, so it's such that we don't have what we need. We need God to fill it. And this is by design. So we get these people on the phone. I talk to all kinds of people. Some were very famous. Uh, one particularly famous individual once, uh, i never heard so much cursing in my life. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and, and there were others that were, I won't mention who they are, well, after mass for money. You'd, you'd be surprised, actually. Because I was dealing with everyone for that airline from about the Mississippi West in an office. We were looking for bags on the phone. So anyway, uh, it was midnight, we are trying to get what we called an irate, an irate was somebody that was really particularly awful, and trying to get off the phone and she wouldn't hang up until we found her luggage. So I wasn't anywhere near the airport and she didn't know it and I didn't want to tell her. So here, you may remember this, a long time ago I told this story. The uh, it's midnight. And here comes this this cleaning guy with a punk hairdo blonde stripe anyway, he comes out that in itself was interesting, and he was vacuuming, and I couldn 't hear the call, and she heard the vacuum, and she says, "Oh, I hear one coming in now. I 'll hang up while you go empty that one." <laughs> what? what the trash bag you mean the, the dust bag? So <laughs> the upshot of that all of that was funny the, When she called back, we were gone, by the way. Um, We kept that vacuum cleaner on hand so we got an irate. We'd say, there's one coming in now. We never said what it was. I mean, we weren't lying. Something was coming in, so it worked worked like a charm. And and I was able to comp people up to $10,000 at one point right on the spot, but the people that got comped were the people that were, they may have been extremely upset. That's pretty normal, isn't it? But they were also polite enough to uh, help me to let me do my job. You know, if you're going to scream at me, well, that's all you're going to get is, is hopefully professionalism. But this is, it, you know, it went back and forth like this, and occasionally I could help people. Unfortunately, the leg, when the leg guy came, I didn't have that authority. Um, the, I was thinking about Henry David Thoreau had in his book Walden, which is definitely worth reading, and it's a slow reading because it's so interesting. He had two comments that have always stuck with me. One of them was he used the word technology and this is two hundred years ago, so you wonder what kind of technology he was talking about. But he said he said this is a very monastic sort of thing. He said, I have observed that technology is a means for for men and for men, no, I'm getting this wrong. Technology is an improved means to an unimproved end. Technology can't save us. It's no different than finding somebody 4,000 years ago as a mummy with all kinds of artifacts buried around them. It won't save us. They are, they are tools for the journey. They may be very cool, but they are not home. They are not life. It's only a tool. And it's good to remember that since we have so much more technology and it can distract us from the journey. That's why our Lord says... He t- says what sounds like rudeness, greet no one on the way. He didn't mean to be rude. He meant don't get distracted from what I'm asking you to do. Get busy and do what I'm asking you to do. There isn't much time. So while we want to enjoy the journey, and the journey of life is life, we also keep our eyes on the goal, which in the last line of this gospel says, Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So heaven is, as St. Therese of Lisieux says uh, so often, I mention the let us keep our eyes fixed on heaven, the one and only object of our labors. So we never forget that this is our goal. Hopefully we're taking some people with us and making a difference in our varied ways that God may be calling us to do that. And so these these are these these guys and men and women going out uh, are are uh, they are representative of all of us. And then the other thing he's at Walden Pond which I've been to, and if you go there, it's a bit of a disappointment because it's in the middle of a residential area now, but then it was in the woods, and he could see the road passing by from his little cabin that he constructed. And he looked out there, and he said, he's writing, he said, and I see people laboring and burdened. They're pulling horse carts, horse carts full of furniture. I see them sad and pulling their horse carts of, horse, horse carts of furniture. Everywhere they go. Burdened by their possessions, they can't cut loose. And the possessions are not just physical things, but that that which we hold within ourselves that prevent us from going forward because there's no room for God to get in. You know, I myself had too much furniture when I entered the seminary, ended up storing it in somebody's garage. That it, it was funny. He said it was a guy I went to church with, older guy. He said the Virgin Mary told him to. Give me his garage to put my furniture in. So we, I and a friend were rolling it down the sidewalk. It was uphill, uphill to downhill. And all the ladies on the other side uh, put their lawn chairs out to watch the parade of my furniture going by. <laughs> Six months later, he told me to get it out. He rented the garage out. I guess the Virgin Mary changed her mind. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, this, this furniture went back and forth and back and forth, ended up in Silverton mini-storage. It was my grandparents' bedroom set. I wanted to keep it, but I was chained to that furniture. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out and it's over in the rectory now. But, you know, sometimes other stuff gets in, and we, if we don't get rid of it, we can't go anywhere. We're too cautious. If we don't take a risk, life's, life is one risk after the other. You don't take a risk, you don't get anywhere. So, we have, we, uh, our Lord is saying, you know, uh, to to, allow him to empty the suitcase so that he can fill it. And so we, we uh, w- remembering something that, again, the Teresa of Avila said that is hard to live, but is very good advice. She, she says, if we abandon ourselves to the will of God and stay in the present moment, we will find ourselves achieving the heights of holiness in one year and not even know it. But in order to do that, as I find it hard to do that, but it's something, it's kind of a goal, you know, a little bit more each day, to let go and allow God to guide. it. My life is one interruption after the other, that's ministry, but all of us find our plans changed it's suddenly, it's this time of year for Oregonians, half the time it rains on the 4th of July, doesn't it? Summer begins on the 5th of July, that, that's, may, that may be true this year too, from what I see, but you know, this kind of stuff happens, we can accept that. But when, when the rain comes in our personal lives, we think God has either abandoned us or it's a tragedy, but it may be the best thing that could possibly happen. You know, we, we don't really know why, we're, why we have to go through something. Some of this stuff, we can pray for decades, but, you know, in heaven, our Lord will give us a review of our lives, and believe it or not, you're going to agree with everything that happened. Might as well get started now in thanking him, right? Why wait till then? Might make it easier. I'm going to be pretty embarrassed when I say i mean I've been begging for thirty years and you were doing me a favor <laughs> like it sure didn't look like it uh, but having an empty suitcase is not easy if you've ever got had your luggage lost and I did once and it was it was funny it was Alaska Airlines my I shouldn't mention the name because it's a great airline but but uh, I went up there and tried to get my luggage and I said I can help you I used to do this and she she looked at me, she says, Oh, so, Father, the shoe's on the other foot now, isn't it? <laughs> I became an irate. <laughs> and I know how to do it, too. <laughs> when, no, I, I, was, I thought it was... I fell over, it was so funny. But, uh, but it was not pleasant, and we were going to Europe the next day, and I needed my travel kit, my, my mask kit, you know. I said, Lord, okay, Bad timing. He says, No, great timing. <laughs> it's okay. It, and it came in at the last minute, as usual, last minute Lord, you know. But the, the Lord, how is God unpacking our suitcases? You know, it's often an emotional thing, or it's it's physical, or the loss of a job, or the loss of our health, or somebody's illness, a sudden death in the family. Uh, it could be around here, we've got eight things happening at once in the next three weeks. Uh, wish we could change that, you know, but months and months with nothing happening and now it's all going to come down at once, including the church and much bunch of other things that's in your bulletin. And, you know, it really, it's God's timing and not ours. So our Lord wants us to trust him. He's sending us out and he says, don't take a money bag with you because I want to fill it myself. You know, the, the, he doesn't always send us out with an empty suitcase, but really the best way for him to deal with us is to allow is if we have space in our baggage, not to carry too much around with us. Those people that were full and had no room for him killed him. The people that had an empty suitcase and needed him, he filled. And they were his best friends, and they are still forever. So it's really critical that we understand that when our Lord empties our suitcase, so to speak, he is actually doing us a favor. It's very hard, very, very hard to see that. Uh, It really is. But... But our Lord is definitely doing us a favor since he knows where we're going. We don't. We, he knows the future. We don't. He knows what we're doing here, what our what our mission is and our role. We don't. So how much more should we let him be the pilot of the vessel as we navigate these tr- very treacherous waters that we live in these days? It isn't getting any better. So I think it's, very, it's really quite urgent that we try to learn to let go and let God, so to speak, so that He can guide us to our home so we can rejoice, hopefully, forever, that our name's then written in heaven.